podcast on this Monday evening. Uh, with me, as always, we have my co-host, Peter Allison. Good evening, everyone. And our special guest tonight, last minute, V Castro. Welcome. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Um, really appreciate it. So yeah, it's no, really no. cool. I'm glad I could do this. I, I appreciate I have, it. I have no social life, so I'm home. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, I was like, oh, it's just going to be another podcast with just me and Pete talking rubbish and stuff. And then he went, <laughs> I may, I may have a guest. And then he told us what you did. And I went, oh my God. Right. So before, yeah. we, before we talk about it, before I sort of kind of ruin it. So who are you? What do you do? <laughs> What is it you've just written? Yes, so um, V. Castro, Violet. Uh, I write horror, science fiction, erotic horror, sci-fi horror, uh, any kind of version of horror <laughs> or science fiction. Um, and I just uh, dropped the Aliens Vasquez book. So, you know, people, uh, Vasquez is one of those iconic characters that we, you know, remember, you know, she's so amazing. Of course, we all know what happens at the end of aliens. She dies. People have had how many years? Uh, see this, many? On, just on that point, we actually, we did a, we did a bit of a, a scientific sort of kind of thing. We went to the convention and we asked people, how long is it before it's okay to spoil things? The general consensus was after the DVD comes out. So the DVD is, that's it. But uh, you had, well, you had people, <laughs> you had people who were like, it's never okay to spoil things. And I was like, so <laughs> if I hadn't seen Star Wars and somebody went, look, I am your father, then that's ruining it for you and stuff. And I'm like, well, uh, that's like, ah, wish. rubbish. <laughs> anyway, sorry, carry on. No, no, yeah. So I, we know she dies. And, um, and so... I'm just like, she's such an amazing character, but what's her backstory? You know, you don't get a lot of backstory in any of the films on what's happening on Earth, really, when you think about it. And, um, or where any of the, you know, anybody's, their family, except for Ripley, when you find out, like, her daughter's dead, um, when she's just been cast out in space. You don't really know much about any of them and their lives on Earth or what Earth is like. So, um yeah, I wanted to get her backstory. I show a little bit about what's happening on Earth. And, um, of course, I mean, it's an aliens book and you've got to have aliens. So I continue. I give the story of Jeanette up until her death. But then I carry on her legacy with her children because you need to have. <laughs> ah, see, that was my question. I was like, how do you get past the whole she's dead thing? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you have to kind of, you know, it's like, I, I tweeted about this, but it's like that scene in Jurassic park where he's like tapping and he's like, you will have some dinosaurs on this dinosaur tour, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, they're going around like looking for dinosaurs in Jurassic park. And there's like no dinosaurs. Um, so, and yeah, so I had to, like, go beyond her death because that was the first time she encountered them. So, basically, part of her backstory is she had two children because um, in, the, in the movie, she's quite young, according to the canon, yes. and um, went to space. <clears throat> and then her children, who never knew their mother, raised by their aunt, her sister... Um, they kind of want to carry on her legacy and and her and 
you know, her mission, I guess. And, uh, you know, I use that through, uh, you know, I'm Mexican, Dia de los Muertos, where you do honor the ancestors and the dead. And uh, yes, yeah, so you Mexican, get a bit of that. I've got three Mexican skulls, uh, painted skulls. Nice. In, in my, in my thing I got when I was in Mexico. Yeah, they're cool. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I got all of that, you know, in there and just a lot of cultural references and, it was just such a blast to write. So I'm going to write a pitch for the second one and let's see what oh, happens. Oh, so you got like, it's going to be like a trilogy in the end? I don't know. I okay. literally have no idea where it's going to go. <laughs> She's such a cool character, though. Vasquez was just so good. Like, you know, as a character, she was just, I, you know, and, and I preferred her to Ripley, to be honest, in a lot of ways and stuff. She was just, she was badass. You know? She was badass. She's hot. She's fun. She's yeah, I know. And you know, as a young girl, you growing up, you know, I'm 43, so you know, back in the day, there weren't a lot of characters like Ripley or Vasquez, really. Um, you know, Peter, you're talking about Disney princesses before. <laughs> <laughs> Is Vasquez you know, a Disney princess? You know, I yeah. <laughs> the best kind. I mean, you know, yeah, I loved stuff like The Princess Bride and, you know, um, Labyrinth and all those films where you do have kind of the princessy female leads. But, I mean, she just made a mark on me. She was just like, wow, you just couldn't forget her. It's like, hey, Vasquez, you ever been mistaken as a man? (laughs) No, have you? (laughs) But that's that's the thing. No one cared about her gender in the Marines. Could she, no. could she lay down to press a fire with a smart gun? Yes, fine, we like you. Yeah. Gender, apparently, that, I remember reading some trivia about aliens. There was originally going to be a scene, like a shower scene, where just all the Marines were just showering together. I heard that. And like, kind of, you know what, it's like that in... Um, Starship Troopers? Uh, Starship Troopers. Yeah, yeah, Starship Troopers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. because yeah, like in the film, yeah, exactly. They're all walking around there. Un- <gasps> oh, no. Okay. Um. Sorry, you, and you, then, you went off there for a minute. You, oh, sorry. I'm I think, here. I think I'm it's auto censored you when you were talking about boobs in the showers. Probably that's what it was. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, no, it hasn't. It hasn't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you can do whatever you um, want. Sorry. <laughs> no, uh, yeah. So, like Starship Troopers, where, yeah, they are like, they did to go there. They are naked. <laughs> yeah. But that was a bit later than. Yeah, that was like, yeah, it was like early 90s, wasn't it? Starship Troopers. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, to remember to read, like, but, it, but it still comes across. I mean, they don't care about if you're a girl or boy. Can you fire a gun? Yes, fine. You're a marine. Yeah, it's like she's got like if you think about if you think about aliens, the film and stuff. There are there there are sort of kind of one liners in it, and a lot of them are her hers. So you've got that one I I just did, mm-hmm. but you've got you've always been an asshole, Gorman, and then you've got yeah. let's rock, and then she sort of kind of kits off with the smart gun and stuff, and it's just like those ones are sort of ingrained in my head, and it's just like yeah, she's badass. Honestly, I actually had a few one liners in the book when I wrote oh. it, but I had to take them out because they were too oh. spicy and saucy. Oh. And <laughs> can you can you say what they were, please? No. Well, okay. One, I will. Okay. Cool. But so, but if I get to write the script, which I would love to, I am putting them in. Yeah. I am time. putting them in. So basically, they go to this. I have this bar in there called the Rooster, where all kind of like Starship Troopers, they all kind of go hang out before you leave. And it's like, you know, again, men and women, 
you know, everyone just kind of hanging out, mixing. And basically the motto of the bar is you got to come before you go. (laughs) 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 Because, you know, the colonial wars, you don't know if you're going to die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you see, you know, and, and, you know, it's quite, you know, it's space you can be gone for 20 30 50 you know who knows how long asleep so but i had to take it out here here's one sort of question how- that has always sort of kind of uh, perplexed me slightly right so when they're on the um Sol- no what's the slaco slaco yeah they're running Sulaco. on the, yeah, the slaco um hudson uh turns around and goes uh is this going to be another bug hunt sir because i always thought they'd faced uh, aliens before because they said about another bug they talk about another bug hunt so i was like have they faced these things before or is it just sort of uh different alien species or not i don't know i didn't catch that yeah because he says this is going to be another bug hunt sir and it's just like i've it's always been a thing in my mind it says have they dealt with xenomorphs before or is this something no obviously they haven't actually thinking about no because she has to explain what they are and stuff but they've obviously yeah, dealt with something maybe something similar else. yeah something similar but and stuff they've never been mentioned um mm. and you when you write the books you do have to um look at the canon of like where else has the character been mentioned what has been said about her yeah yeah, yeah. how does it all fit together and same with like the xenomorphs like you have to keep to what's been kind of already said and established and you really can't go beyond that and go really wild. I mean, I was able to do some fun stuff um, like in the experiments, but the actual xenomorph, you know, I had to kind of keep and I, um, and there's one particular xenomorph, a badass one that I named Larena and she's like a really massive queen, a big queen um, but they've like experimented on her and done all this crazy stuff to try to make her more docile. And so I could do things like that. But yeah, you really have to kind of watch what you, where you go and how you tread. Again, like I, I really have a quite an interest in the engineers. I think they're, you know, the like the space jockey and the fur, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you know. But again, I they were like, nope. Sorry, nope, 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 can't do that. So, who, who, who said no? Who said no? The, the studio. I mean, it's IP, so who, the, the licensor really? like, no, we don't want. It. I've just, I've just finished playing uh, Alien, Alien um, Fire, Fire Team, Fire Team Elite, uh, Alien Fire Team Elite, which is awesome, really good game, mm. and they had a campaign which had um, all the um, uh, the oh, what are they called? The it's not from Prometheus. All the alien types from from Prometheus and stuff. The, Deacons. Yeah, they're just kind of the white ones and stuff. So they had all of those and stuff. So it's a bit weird that they've turned all, around. Oh, the engineers. Yeah, yeah. the engine. It's pretty weird that they they wouldn't let you sort of kind of deal with that sort of thing. Maybe they want to keep it for the games, the and, RPG and, stuff. And, I mean, when it came to like planning out your novel, did you have like a like a series bible to work from? And like, you know, this is where we're up to. This is all like kind of the information that's out there. <laughs> Sorry, I had to laugh because he put that thing over the screen again. <laughs> um, yeah, I had to go. Actually, they gave me a few different like interviews, and so there were a few pieces 
um, obviously watched the films. I watched all the films again. Yeah. Even though I've seen them uh, many times. But they gave me, um, you know, the key pieces of canon, like um, interviews. I didn't have to read every book. But because she wasn't mentioned in very many things, it wasn't that difficult. And there is one comic where they mention, like, a nephew named Cutter. So I mentioned him. But because I didn't write the story, I didn't want to, like, intrude on someone else's work, you know. So I mentioned it. And obviously that they're part of the family. So I had to acknowledge, you know, I couldn't pretend they didn't exist. Yeah, because um, there, w- there was an alien comic. There was an aliens comic back in the late 90s, early 2000s called Aliens Colonial Marines, which which included a descendant of uh, Vasquez. Don't know if, was that it? Am I thinking of something else? Well, I've got the Google so list. This now. is a comic. So this is a comic. Yeah, it is named Cutter, but again, it's like not yeah. even. It's not like a whole uh, yeah. storyline that's really detailed with him. Um, but so I didn't really have to do too much, but right. I did want to know. And I read the comic. Um, I, t- before. <laughs> I typed in Cutter and aliens in the Google and I, I and I got uh, aliens alien cutter uh alien uh pastry cutters <laughs> just, no. <laughs> just alien uh, pastry cutters i was like okay. well that there we I, go i think i i think i'm shopping after we go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay yeah wait a minute you got here cutter vasquez cutter is a second yes. relative of vasquez that appears in alien comic yeah. series yeah yeah so i mean when it came to kind of uh, expanding on Earth, I mean, the only reference to Earth we get in the Aliens films, I think, is um, the fourth one, where they go, oh, all you get is Alien. Sorry, Earth. What a shithole. Why do you have to go here? Complete dismissive. So, I mean, so when it came to, like, creating Earth, how did you approach it? Well, so, you know, if it's funny you mentioned Aliens, the fourth one, because at the end, I don't know if you remember, um, they land and yeah. it's decimated and by and they mentioned in the film that there was like a huge pandemic or a plague i tried to put that in there and because of covid and everything they're like no you can't oh. so i had to just say like you know there was like a really shitty health care well <laughs> not as, um i had to kind of work around it where i still because i needed to have jeanette's parents die so I'll, I'll just say that without saying too much. Yeah. But yeah, I um, so I basically wrote it where it's kind of it's borderline dystopia, like just taking the problems that we have now on Earth and making them worse, <laughs> like as if we just don't care and don't yeah. do anything about homelessness, right. about health care. We don't do things about education. Um, so America then basically. Wait, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm joking. Okay, I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. Bad joke. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I had to, but I mean, she's, because in the canon, she's from L.A. And I move her children to Texas. And and one thing I do put in there is where she's um, a victim of police brutality um, in the U.S., in L.A., 
And then by the time her children arrive, all of the, because, you know, androids, I find the androids and aliens so cool. All the police force are androids oh, on Earth. Okay, right. ah, to, and, and there's a scene where the, the android cop is like, I am unbiased. I am blah, 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 blah. And just very matter of fact about police work in this in this one instance to show kind of it's like well if we have all these androids in space doing all these things what would they be doing on earth how are they manufactured on earth what would it look like for them in their daily lives so i put a little bit of that again in there so you do see some earth why did you um so obviously you had to go through the studio to sort of did you write something beforehand and go this is what i've yeah. got oh, yeah, and then yeah, they yeah. kind of went nope nope nope. <laughs> yeah i did i had to pitch then write a big outline how and long the was outline. the entire process like especially given you had to collaborate with the studio oh a year or so i don't know that's actually quite fast given for especially collaborating yeah but i had to write i wrote the book in 10 weeks (laughs) whoa (laughs) whoa it's like okay can we get it now (laughs) (laughs) it's like oh tomorrow (laughs) and how many words is like is vasquez approximately 92 so 92,000 words in seven weeks no, no, I, so ten. So in I ten wrote eighty-four. I wrote eighty-four. Yeah. And then after editing, it ended up ninety-two-ish. Most people sort of go down when they. <laughs> wow, that's, that's eight thousand words a week. But it was so fun. Yeah, it, true. It flew out of me, and also the outline was so detailed and so thick that I could literally just go through the outline because it was like. No spoilers, just everything. You do, yeah, everything was kind of structured out already for you. Yeah. I mean, are you by nature a planner? Or do you kind no. of... Like, oh, I'm oh. a cancer. I, I'm <laughs> a, the worst. I will literally write a paragraph here, then there, and then there, and dial... I, it, I am literally, if you were to see the first thing, you'd be like, what? <laughs> Published? <laughs> <laughs> what is this chicken scratch? <laughs> so for you, like, look, as a as a panther, how was it coming into like a very structured process? Um, I mean, because I wanted it so bad, like I did it. Yeah. And I enjoyed it. Um, but it made it easier. But I don't think I could do that for my own work just because I am so free flowing. Um, and again, because there are certain things I had to put in there, certain things I couldn't write that had to be in the outline as well. Whereas when I write my own stuff, it's just like, I can write whatever I want. I can write unicorn kittens or (laughs) that like eat the hearts out of, you know, (laughs) the elderly, I can write whatever I want. I don't, it doesn't matter. Um, so yeah, it's it, it's it's that it was nice to have that discipline, but I don't think I could do that all the time. Yeah, it was just got like for something like Vasquez, you could, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because it's already established, and you have to have those parameters. That I mean, it's not my own work. I mean, it is, but it isn't. Yeah, 
Yeah. I mean, um, how did this all first come about? Like, did Fox approach you or did you approach Fox or was it for your, your agent? Or? Um, so I, it was really crazy how it worked. Um, and, you know, I believe in like the universe and serendipity and mm. manifestation and all those crazy things. Um, so like years and years and years ago, when I first started, you know, I've always loved aliens and Vasquez and I wrote a piece of fan fiction. I just had this idea. I just had this burning idea. Um, but it was originally an AVP story. And I, because I love Predator. I'm a huge Predator Have fan. you seen Prey? Have you seen Prey? Not yet. Oh, oh my, my God. Oh my God. No, Have you seen Prey? So I, good. So I good. know. I know. I need to. But I was, I've just been... Writing a book. <laughs> writing books, finishing up projects. Like, um, you know, that's the thing with the writer. You're always kind of... Seriously, you, you need to watch it. it it's, it's potentially one of the best uh, Predator films. Um, I just love the book. Yeah. I mean, I love the films. Um, yeah. I'd love to write the book, but, <laughs> but that's, uh, you know, that's another thing. Um, so I wrote this and... It was just a passion. It's something I loved. And then I started writing my, you know, other books and started to know people in the horror community and sci-fi. And um, I was talking to a fellow author that wrote for them, who wrote Aliens books. And he was like, that is a cool idea. You need to pitch it. Let me introduce you to the editor. And he introduced me. And that was it. It, But it was something I had seen in my mind, something I felt, something I wanted. I planted that seed. I had to tweak it, obviously. Um, But it was something that I always wanted to do and felt like I was the right person to do it, you know? And, yeah, just having this deep passion and love for the, the... the franchise and the genre um, and just, also be able to, to, to give her an authentic voice. I just think the, the AVP, like there was so, so much good material for AVP, like Hunter's Planet and stuff. And they've just, they just didn't do it justice. The two AVP, AVP films are, are dire. Like, you know, they're just not, they're, no, Pete. They're not. The, they're the, not. The first, the first was okay. No, was it's not. It's not okay because they they made it. They made it like PG. They they dumped, They made it really sort of kind of PG so they could sell it to kids and stuff. So you had a lot of good concepts which they completely destroyed. And the because... casts were the cast for the for the where you know the one where they're in the um the Mayan uh, temple. In the... Yeah, no, yeah, the, where they're in like the Arctic or whatever. Yeah, I yeah. mean, the cast is stellar. It's an yeah. insane. It's a crazy cast. It actually has that um, an Irish actor who I absolutely love. He was in. Um, uh, he was the villain in. Um, oh, it's a horror film. It's what. It's so good. Um, about the babysitter. Oh God! Look him up. What is this? Yeah, he's he's a he's a he's a, he's a, he's Irish. I'm pretty sure he's Irish. He's amazing. IMDb, yes, give it a whirl. Yeah, exactly. Go on IMDb. <laughs> IMDb. I'm so like a, uh, and he's in he's in um he's in the William Wallace film with uh oh Bray he's in Braveheart. Is it oh Tommy Flanagan? Mark 
Is that yeah. Tommy Flanagan? Oh. I think so. I, he's, he's the only so one because you've got cool. you you've got Ian Bremmer who's in like train spotting and stuff like that. Um yeah. so you do have sort of some well, I wouldn't say biggish names, but sort of kind of known names in there and stuff like that. It's, it's a solid cast. Yeah. yeah. I just I just it it, it 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 took the Hunter's Planet and destroyed it. Hunter's Planet was such a good comic. And um they just they just didn't do it justice. So I watched it and this went this could have been so much better, but they've just mm. sure, they've just went. Well, we need to cash in on this, and they've destroyed it. And then the second one was just a. Oh, it was just a. Yeah. Par- I didn't it was like see a par- the second one. Yeah. It was just they were they, they were trying to make it like aliens, but you know, really overly cheesy, and um, it was just. Yes. Yeah. It, yeah. I haven't seen the second one. No. I the think comic- like a book would be. I think you could do some cool stuff with a book. The original, with more books. Yeah, the original AVP comic was very, very good. Um, set on a planet where and where basically um, aliens are released by predators to hunt. There's already humans down there, and the humans are basically caught in this war uh, between them. And it was done really, really well. Yeah. And the subsequent adaptations of it have just been crap. I mean, it, it's it's when. That's the thing when you go from yeah story to to film, you know it's it's a business. <laughs> yeah. And also, also like dilution of the vision because you go from <laughs> one person's vision to like a director, and then the creature designers, set designers. How and... much is it going to cost to do? <laughs> yeah, so you the, then you got the whole budget thing. The thing is, I don't, you know, especially now, I don't think budget is as important as long as you've got a really good story. Prey is a very good example because it was done on a, um, it wasn't done on a, on a massive budget. It was yeah. a TV film, effectively. It went on Hulu, which is on the Disney, on Disney yeah. Plus. And, um, you know, you can tell it's not high budget, but it's so, what they've done with it, it's so good. It's like, you know, they've basically taken... Oh, I can't wait. I you know, it's, it. it's, you know, they, they, they made potentially one of the one of the best sort of Predator films out there. So it's like, it goes nice. like Predator this, and then you've got sort of Predator 2, and then mm-hmm. uh, Predators, which is all right, and stuff as well. But yeah, it's just so good, so good. Nice. Did you have any... What have you... There's probably an Aliens TV series coming. I've heard. Have you had any potential, like, feedbacks, or you can't mention this because it's going to be in that? No, I haven't had anything. I wish. (laughs) I hope. (laughs) Well, no, seriously, today I just literally got a tweet um, tag that, like, you know, the books arrived at the, like, at the Disney Studios or something. I'm like... Who's reading it? Please contact me to write the script. (laughs) Please contact me to, you know, do something with it because I would absolutely love that. I think, you know, I'm, um, you know, I'm going to write the pitch for the second one, and um, and take that, take it further, uh, take them further into space, see more of the Xenos, um, and more queens, and. yeah, and there's like a bacteria in there, so they have some kind of protection, but not. Obviously, you can't have like a a single like a kill thing where it'll eradicate all of them, because then what's that going to do? Yeah. Um. So, kind of some unfinished business. And are the uh, Wheel and Yutani still the uh, the sort of big bad guys? 
Always. Always. But, but yeah, I put a little, like a little intrigue there where, you know, Yutani might, you know, they they want to kind of go their separate ways. They want to sabotage Wayland. Oh, so yeah. I kind of pit the two together in the book. Um, Interesting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, mean, I wanted corporate... some corporate sabotage and, and espionage because, I mean, look at today, like, you know, all these big companies taking over that company and, and getting together, but it's at the top of the chain, you've got a bunch of egos, <laughs> you know, so how does that play into what's happening in the colonies? Yeah. I mean, because corporate espionage and sabotage has always been a major thing of the aliens film, like, like aliens. Uh, you know, look at it. It's basically one guy screwing over an entire colony just to get his hands on some Xeno archaeology. Mm. If you, I mean, if, yeah, yeah. If um, oh, uh, Burke hadn't you know sent those people, sent those colonists to go out to that um, like those quarters, none of this would have happened. Burke's such a good character as well. He plays he plays them so well. No. Yeah, I know. And he is. He's so nasty. He is. But that's what I wanted to show. Like yeah. I wanted to, um, kind of do that scummy side of of the company where they're just right. What can we exploit? How can we make more money? Mm. Um, and you see that. And and yeah, I like the dynamics of um, what's happening between Whale and Yutani, and then. Because I do like Prometheus. I know that's a controversial subject. Some people are like, I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it either. I um, uh, I I bring in another family. Oh, Meredith's line. Oh, nicely done. Very very. Oh, I'm. I will. Yeah, I'm sorry, but I'm literally going to Amazon right after this, and I'm going to. So you have a new kind of. Um, because she's not Vickers in the film. No. I mean, I mean, she's Vickers. Sorry, yeah. she's yeah. not Waylon. No, her yeah, last she, name is Vickers. She, yeah. Is there oh, okay. I bring a Vickers. I bring a Vickers into the into the fold. Oh, that's that, that's going to be very cool. Yeah, because I, I remember watching. I was more interested <laughs> in what was happening on this on the ship rather than what was happening on the planet. Hmm. Yeah, because I found that was much more interesting. Like, oh, what's what's going on here? Why are they doing it? And then it's like, eh. <laughs> I mean, I I was entertained again, but I I find the whole engineer thing interesting. Yeah, then, absolutely. Yeah. And then David is a care. What a care! Like you know, the androids are always like fucked up. <laughs> yeah. I remember in like um, I remember reading this observation that um, the the, alpha, the androids named. Going in ascending alphabetical order, you got Ash, oh, Bishop, Bishop. Yeah. um, ah, uh, C, um, Winona Ryder in Alien Resurrection, oh. Oh, and then wow. C, and then you got D for David in Prometheus and Covenant. Oh no, I'm gonna have to look that up. Uh, Alien, oh, I didn't even, I haven't even heard that's cool, yeah. <clears throat> But you're giving call. me an she's idea. Called, call. She's called call. call. Yes, yeah, so it's call. Yeah, David. And so, no lo- way. So, That's really way. good. Yeah. Oh, I love little things I like love... that. Yeah. <gasps> I that and it's giving me an idea for the next one. So you're gonna have one called Echo. Oh, so uh, it's a yeah. Yeah. 
Nice. Ooh, okay. very nice. Yeah, and or Eve. Eve. Oh, oh no, nice. but that's like in in the what is it? The other one. No, her name's Eve in uh, that Convinced. other sci-fi film. No, oh, no. it's not. A, it's not oh, an alien. Yeah. Um, mother. No. 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 You know no. the one where. Uh, it's real species. Her name's yes. Eve. I think uh, yeah. species. Oh, yes. right. <laughs> I was actually thinking Wally for a minute. Eve. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's right too. <laughs> wow. Yeah, because yeah, species came out, was it about mid nineties, late nineties? Around that time anyway. We haven't had an evil female android yet. They've all been Yeah, they've always been male, haven't they? I mean, because Cole was ambiguous but she wanted to kill Ripley but then she couldn't yeah. and she, she was some special kind of model yeah I think like she was an android created by other androids or something if I recall she had a she had like Christianity she was a Christian or something wasn't she she um, had like yeah. a religion and she had like religion and stuff didn't she I try to block out Alien 4 most of my you know I don't sort of you know just the only thing I can sort of kind of semi remember is the sort of hybrid alien at the very end and getting sucked that out was there like, yeah yeah <laughs> like a baby yeah. <laughs> yeah. no I, I yeah i thought the experiment part was interesting on that one yeah i actually like that yeah i mean there's really messed up scene where w one of the scientists is kind of mimicking the alien's movement yeah movement and then licks it and for, well, that is so just like, gross. I remember that. <laughs> yeah. What are your yeah. What are your like? Uh, so, out of the the four the four alien films, um, what 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 order are they in for you? The second one. Yeah. The first one, and then the third one. And the fourth. But I uh, really like the third one a lot. Yeah. I think the Prison Colony again. I like the cast a lot. Yeah. I, yeah. I liked it. Really good. Oh, yeah. I, I think mean, it's completely the underrated. cast was excellent. I'd have it's, that second. I, yeah, I I mean, it's really a cool concept to be on, like, a prison colony. That I love all of... I'm really sad that, you know, her lover... What's his name? The British actor. Charles I Dance. love him. Charles Dance. No. Why? No. I did not want him to it die. Is, it is Charles Dance. It is. Why did he have to die? Alien's yeah. Alien. Oh, the doctor. Right, yeah, it's yeah. Charles, Charles, it's Charles Dance. I'm sure it is. Was it? Yeah, Charles Dance. No. Really? Come on, Pete. I thought you were an Aliens fan. I am. Wow. <laughs> it's Charles Dance. You know, I actually, because I like that film so much and that character, um, you know, he's in there because of he was a doctor and he was overworked. Yeah. And I actually put that into this book, A, a Problem with Earth. Because oh, wow. the, um, basically, they're all, you know, the healthcare system is so overloaded. And there's all of these illnesses going around. Basically, um, you get to see that in action, like the overworked, the drug use, the alcohol abuse of healthcare workers on Earth to tie into that part. Because I thought it was quite interesting. There's a lot more to it. There was there was going to be a lot uh, of extra stuff. The aliens, which they changed, there was meant to be like yeah. a, like a floating wooden planet and things like that going yeah, on. Yeah, and... William William Gibson's original idea for Alien Three was to have a wooden planet and this to be not a prison colony but a religious like sanctuary on a, on a wooden planet, which sounds weird. But then it's William Gibson. <laughs> 
<laughs> how do you write a wooden planet? Well, like, yeah, how I mean, does it stay in space? Yeah, exactly. It? No idea. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe everything is made of wood. I have no idea. But yeah, that was just a really out there idea. But then it is, like I say, it's William Gibson. Do you know who you, talking about Charles Dance? You know who he, he one of his favorite, my favorite characters, Charles Dance does, is the bad guy in Last Action Hero. I think he's amazing. I mean, I've not seen that. Is that with years. Arnie? Yeah, yeah. You know, Last Action Hero. So it's basically the one where it's basically a piss take of him being an action film. So this kid goes, th- he gets this magic ticket. He goes through the um, the projector screen and then goes into the movies. And it's basically Arnold Schwarzenegger playing um, this you know, himself, his, his character, and then thinking that you know this is life. And this guy's the kid's trying to explain to him that this is all a movie and stuff. And Charles Dance's character, he plays this sort of kind of glass eyed like um this glass-eyed sort of assassin and he's amazing he's so good because he's just he's just quite proper very quick-witted and stuff it's just really good so good oh uh, you know what i like him in and another people might be like Ugh. he is in dracula untold and he plays like the vampire and he's oh. such a good vampire wow I'm gonna check that out. He was in the recent Sandman as well, wasn't he? The uh, the Netflix Sandman. Yes. Was he? Yes. Yeah. He's uh, he plays the um, he play, he basically plays himself. Why? Well, yeah. But he's sorry. He's sort of uh, I can't remember the name of the character he plays. But he's uh, he's in the he's in the first couple of episodes um, or the first episode. Oh yeah. Um, he plays the the occultist. Yeah, the cultist leader. Basically, I can't remember his name. Yeah. Yeah, basically the uh, the father of uh, yeah, actually without ruining things for people who haven't maybe seen it. Roderick Burgess. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, he's yeah, such a good he, actor. Yeah, uh, it's sort yeah. of funny. He, he does get typecast quite a lot to be fair, but um, you know he's quite good at being a shitbag. Though I think him, <laughs> <laughs> he's but it, it's not a it's not a it's not a, a sort of kind of like it. It's a he do, he's quite good at playing a well a methodical well thought out shit bag and stuff so it's like when he's playing when <laughs> he he's playing is, Tywin. And he's, oh he and, and you know what americans love like his accent and the way he presents himself because he's quite posh and and he's you know he's one of the, he's like he's and honestly for an old dude he's kind of hot <laughs> <laughs> sorry he is and like uh, and of yeah. course in alien and in aliens when he's like young i mean he's Damn, I'm like, hello. <laughs> you can do- no wonder she- Ripley went for that. I'll be like, hello. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, there's, I mean, if you look at all the aliens, they always have a strong cast, don't they? Just yeah. look at some of the actors that have been brought in. And the fact that Lance Henriksen keep coming back. <laughs> I, who was telling me, um... I can't remember. I people have asked me a lot who would I cast in this. Yeah. Who would be the modern Vasquez? I don't know because you see her as a child, a teenager, and then a young woman. Mm. So you'd need three of them. You could do it. They do it. They're sort of. I'm trying to think of all their films and stuff where they've done similar and things. And then, and then her her daughter could be any not anybody, but yeah. you know, I mean, it would. Um, but 
yeah, I've, I get asked that who would, and I'm just like, oh my God, I don't know. Um, Cause obviously the original Jeanette is much older than what, you know, I, I don't know, but I think it would be really cool to see. Um, and again, and a lot of people look at the, um, the cover and they're like, oh, wow, oh, wow, oh, wow. Yeah. That's her daughter. That's, that's Leticia. <laughs> that's her daughter. All right. Cause so- all right, so wait a minute. So Jeanette Goldstein play is the actress. So you yes. named her after the actress. Is uh... it, it actually what happened was um, essentially because they hadn't never named the the first names of the characters. It always just Hicks or you know a pwn. They just um, the studio essentially just right. We'll just use the first names of the actors for the characters. What I so, didn't, what I didn't realize is Jeanette Goldstein is the mother in, in Terminator Two Judgment Day, and it just blew my mind when I realized that was that was Vasquez. I heard that. It was Vasquez. I was like, no way, is that Vasquez? I heard that. And I was just like, no way, because she she's completely different. You you think she's like she's not she's not badass in this? What's what's the hell's going on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it would be a great film. I think the the book would be amazing on screen. Um, you could even make it into a series uh, standalone because yeah. you do get all these generations of the Vasquez. That's why it's called Aliens Vasquez, not Aliens Jeanette Vasquez, because it's the family. It's, it's, more, it's more looking at the, the Vasquez's family, entire family mm-hmm. rather than just the character. Okay. Yeah, like and Pete, her legacy. Yeah, because when Pete showed me, uh, like he said, oh, guess who we've got on the podcast tonight? I was like, oh, brilliant. And he showed me the picture and I was like, Vasquez? I said, that's going to be a short book. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? I got oh, I got a one-star review from somebody. Really? They put it on, on Barnes & Noble and they put it on Amazon. And they're like, this is so lazy. Um, I was expecting a book about Jeanette. And then halfway through, it's her kids. And it's like, well, you kind she does of... kind of die. <laughs> Again, like, yeah, she does die. And aliens book needs aliens. Yeah, yeah. So you can't really <laughs> And do they're it. like, wait, it's like if if I had written the whole thing about Jeanette, it would just be like a any other character, you know, it yeah. couldn't be an aliens book. So I was like, Meh. They're like, it's a bait and switch. (laughs) Okay, you're thinking about this too hard, but did you realize it isn't a, again, like tapping on the, you have some dinosaurs in this dinosaur tour, right? (laughs) Is there going to be an audio book? Is there there an audio book coming out? Oh, yeah, it's already out. Oh, wow. Awesome. I'm on that. Yeah. It was number one on audio for, you know, a good time. Yeah, it was really cool. Who was the uh, narrator for it? Oh, I don't know. I didn't right. have anything to do with it. Um, no. they just narrators no. are so important, so important. I, I have this thing they, that they, they I, did. They did it. Yeah. Yeah. Let me see who the narrator is. Yeah, because we, it's an IP and not my own book. I yeah. Literally, once I signed the dotted line, it's like oh, it, it. it's their property, essentially, isn't it? Yeah, like with my personal book. So I recently, um, so in spring. In April, I have a book coming out called The Haunting of Alejandra, which is about uh, La Llorona and the <clears throat> the folktale. Um, it's just a straight horror book, but I got to actually 
listen to the narrators. And then my other book, The Queen of Cicadas, again, I got to choose the narrator. Um, but for this one, it was just like, oh, the, it's out. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> right, wow. Did they, I mean, sometimes audiobooks do the way they bridge the story down. Was that the case sir, for your uh, audiobook of Vasquez or was it full the full book, essentially? it's a full I haven't listened it's a full book yeah I have to do the whole thing yeah literally I I, yeah you have no control no influence yeah nothing like for my books yes but everything yeah something like that when you write IP you know yeah you're very limited about what you can do after it is you know submitted essentially can't you yeah narrated by Lauren Rodriguez okay yeah, because I, I, I didn't want, like, you know, just, you know, a European voice. Yeah, you know, you, yeah. You need some, like, kind of that harkens yeah. to the culture that Vasquez is from. Yeah, yeah, and that's why I wrote it, you know, yeah. um, being Mexican-American, but also, uh, but, yeah, I'm glad, you know, they were going to they were gonna do right by it. And, yeah. I'm, you know, I'm really proud of what they've done and proud of the uh, people love the cover. I mean, they really went for this and... um. I mean, yeah, I have like a ton of hardcovers that I'm, I'm signing and sending to the U.S. Oh wow, yeah. I mean, um, obviously, you said you're, you're Mexican American, but aren't you? You're living in London at the moment, aren't you? Yeah, I've lived here for 15 years. Oh, oh wow. wow, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I moved here with my son's dad, um, and um, yeah, I mean, we co-parent, so I'm still yeah. here. And uh, yeah, I love it though. I mean, I go back a lot for book events and also my family's there in the US. Um, but I like the UK, you know, obviously it's yeah. not perfect. Nowhere's, nowhere is perfect, yeah. but um, you know, I don't worry about my kids, you know, <laughs> gun violence. I don't, <laughs> yeah. you know, you know, I know the NHS isn't perfect, but you know, it's, it's there. You, it's there. You, it's there. Exactly. It's there. If you really need something, it is there, and that's that's a really important to a lot yeah. of people. Um, and coming from America, it's such a huge issue: healthcare and getting good healthcare. Um, yeah. Yeah, I saw a so, um, I saw a thing. Oh, what was it? They basically <laughs> had they interviewed a load of people in the streets and kind of went, "So, how much do you think having a baby costs in America?" And they're like, uh, "Does it cost anything?" And it's like. A thousand pounds and they're like you know i think it was i can't even remember how much it was a lot of money just to, to have a child and to have an inhaler and all these things and these people are just getting their their, their minds blown and kind of going yeah yeah the nhs isn't perfect but yeah you're, you're never ever going to be charged that much money for basic <laughs> human rights basically you know no exactly um and it's again it's so i'm, I'm writing a novel now um <clears throat> set in london because i really want to do like a uk oh. crossover book yeah so a werewolf book oh um, have you ever watched uh, dog soldiers oh so good. i love it it is love. So, good. so good it yeah. is so classic yeah. so quotable um, as well it's really actually janine pipe did a book i don't know if you know her on twitter a book about the making of dog soldiers yeah it's called oh. sausages yeah she and Do- she's such a sweetheart I'm, I wonder. That's the one book that's been on my radar. But I'm going to have to 
read that book. It's a bit where she's the, sat, yeah. It's a bit where the Geordie soldiers. I hope I give you the fucking shits. <laughs> it's such a good movie. Yeah. You know what I saw, which was fun too. I went to Fright Fest in London and saw Wolf Manor, and that was fun. Oh. And I also got to see Terrifier two, which was like ah. Oh, see, I've heard about that. I've not. I've not seen it yet. Um, good is it? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, I saw it's, it. Yeah. Excellent, but oh, you wow. terrifier too. You've got to like you've got to be into like hardcore horror. Like yeah. you need to be a fan of slashers. Yeah. You need to be a fan of real ho- like crazy horror. Yeah. Like if you're not into Chainsaw Massacre, don't go see it. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see um, on the Edge that new Suska film at Fright Fest? No, I didn't. Oh, right, okay, no. I'm, I'm trying to find out any information about it, but it's just it's currently just at the film festivals now. It's not on, it's not on general release, as far as I'm aware. Oh, no, I haven't. No, I only saw the two. Right. Um, I only made it out for those two, but it was really fun. Um, yeah. And I'm a massive, um, obviously, uh, American werewolf in London. I have a nice poster here, because I did Comic-Con London and got oh, a really did you? Did you? Oh, okay, cool. thing. Yeah, so I love an American Werewolf in London. So I'm kind of like, hmm. And just, you know, playing on being here for 15 years and being an expat and, yeah. Uh, you would say doing, doing a few events. Do you ever come come up north to, like, Derby for the UK Ghost Story Festival next in February? No, but I, I want to do more UK stuff. Um, it's just because I'm not as people really don't know me here. Like, right. I, all, all most of my books are distributed in the U.S. Okay. Um, yeah, so I mean, I'm more known in the U.S. than here in the U.K. when it comes to horror and what I write. Um, but I I want to change that, and I think it's slowly changing. Um, but yeah, it's well. If you're ever um, in Manchester, let us know. Yes, yes. Um, I mean, again, I I want more UK events. I did London Comic Con this, yeah. and then next year I have a ton of stuff in the US. Oh, so you you are crossing like the cross over the um quite a fair bit from the sounds of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, again, because a lot of the events are there um, yeah. when it comes to horror and sci-fi and the big ones, um, but. And my family. So of course, yeah. I always try to like. So like in the summer, I was there for like three weeks. Oh, nice. And and put in as much as I could to like see people, do work stuff, book events. Yeah. Um, Where are your family based? Texas. I have a sister, mostly Texas, but I have a sister in Colorado, a sister in New York, <laughs> <laughs> a sister in. Um, uh, the South and can, you know, she's, yeah, I mean, all over. I've got everywhere. a, I've got a friend, um, he's from Northern Ireland and he's moved to Texas with his missus. Uh, he's from England and they moved over to do, cause that's where his job is. And he's the most tex he's the most Texas man in Texas now and stuff. He wears, he wears the hats <laughs> and he gets, he has guns and guitars and stuff. I was like, dude, oh <laughs> he's just, he's fully And embraced. they probably live in a huge house. Yeah. Yeah. It's a massive house, you know, and stuff. And he just sort of like, uh, I was just like, man, wow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What's, yeah, what's Texas like at the moment? I mean, when I go to Texas, I just stay with my family inside. Yeah. I don't do anything. I, I don't mess with anybody. I um, but I I'm from San Antonio, so it's 
predominantly it's it's like a huge Latino community. Right. But I just go in, I see my friend my friends and my family. Um I mean it's really conservative though. Mm. And really just <sighs> yeah, the governor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. this is yeah. Like, yeah. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> shit. yeah that's, uh... I mean, you know, telling women what to do with their bodies and, and yeah. it's just shit like No, just no. Like kiss the kiss the cross and you're like, ew. No. <laughs> that kind of bullshit. Been. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's like kiss my pentagram first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so are you are you Wiccan or pagan? So I um you know, I practice something kind of like that it's called Buhedia. it's like the you know going back to my indigenous beliefs um so it's kind of the i would say the mexican version of that okay (laughs) so but yeah i do have alternative beliefs that's yeah most of us do i mean i know hands up yes (laughs) basically (laughs) and it's actually i i put it in this book actually so there are sis her that that her aunt Jeanette's sister Rosanna um you know you know has crystals she has the altar in her home um uh, Leticia and gets a huge tattoo of Santa Muerte on her back I love when you pronounce things like that awesome (laughs) (laughs) they she you know there's practices there's I wanted to show other belief systems. Yeah. And which I do in most of my writing and my books is like you don't ha- not everybody has to be Christian and the Christian you know Christian way isn't always the right way. Um so I like to show people practicing witchcraft and um worshiping the earth and you know looking at the stars and for me that's well that's what I do but yeah. um uh, yeah, just a different way of life. I've got I, like a million tarot cards, like literally. Oh, wow. <laughs> I have like so, I have a whole stack of, of tarot cards and oracle cards. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Do, do you have any particular favorites? Technology, which is really cool. Oh, nice. Um, I like the horror, the horror tar- tarot deck is really cool. I mean, it is absolutely, this is by Titan who published yeah. Aliens Vasquez, but the artwork is absolutely stunning. Oh, that's, that's beautiful. Like, I mean, the cherry, I mean, look at the King of Wands is like, you know, I mean, it's really just really cool artwork. And um, yeah, it's just really f- fun stuff. Oh yeah, that's amazing artwork. Yeah. yeah, I mean the detail is super cool. This one's like nice and Lovecraftian. Oh wow, <laughs> pretty things. Yeah. Have you seen yeah. the Have you seen the H.R. Geiger tarot deck? No. <laughs> yeah. Somebody's yeah. Getting, somebody's got Amazon next. Uh, I know. <laughs> First the cookie cutters. Now. Yeah, I think you Yeah, it was. It was a tarot deck inspired, well, no, not inspired by, using Geiger's artwork. I had it, and then Shirley came along for, thought, nah, better get these out of the way, and put it on eBay to my, you know, 
EDC. Uh, uh, well, uh, do you know what else, man? Those HR Gagger tarot cards, do you know how much they're going for at the minute? No, I don't I don't want to know. No, I don't <laughs> They're selling know. on eBay for 245 quid, 177 quid. You didn't have to tell me, Matt. Matt, no, stop. 132 quid, 160 quid. <laughs> 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 oh, my God. Yeah. yeah, man, they're uh, they're. Uh... I picked them. I picked them up in the works for about a tenner. Yeah, well, there you go, what? man. And you... We were talking about twenty years ago. Twenty years ago. Okay. Wow. No. <gasps> How cool. Yeah. No. I um. Yeah, I'd like to do my own oracle or tarot deck sometime. I was actually talking to someone, and and they're like, "Why don't you do an alien? Why don't you um ask about doing an aliens tarot or an aliens um." Yeah. Aliens Oracle, like a 33 card and um, kind of have the characters and, you know, I was like, hmm, hmm, that could be interesting. <laughs> Do you know Vasquez is the Empress? Or... Oh, she she could be. Oh, hmm. Well, she could be the. Yeah, she could be. So in my book, the high priestess could be Rosanna. Or the high priestess could be the a queen. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, a queen. Um, if you, it depends on how, would you do the whole universe or the films? Yeah. It depends because then, like you know, you could have like um, like King of like Ripley could be the like the Queen of Wands. Yeah, I think she could be the Queen of Wands. Um. Who would be the Queen of Cups, though? See, I, I don't know. I don't know yeah. how you would do it. I have no I idea know. what you're talking about. I'm just kind of going, uh, <laughs> you're yeah. like tarot, nodding, <laughs> nodding and agreeing. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I think an oracle deck would be better because then you could have like yeah. a picture of David and be like, "Watch out for backstabbers." <laughs> There's a snake in your gra- in your backyard. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, something like yeah. that. Yeah, you didn't have to do that. I mean, subject to IP and yeah, 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 yeah. licensing and all that and all that but... fun stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 gonna be it's a cool book. I'm really proud of it. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick it on my uh, my audiobook uh, collection and stick it on there and stuff. I uh, my boss has recommended me some stuff, but I'm not really currently getting on with it. So I uh, I think this will be a good change of pace. So I'll give that a I'll give that a whirl. Give it a listen. Yeah, I love the fact how you kind of you know enmesh so much of yours and to be fair Vasquez's culture inside the book as well because. You don't get much of it in the film when you're watching it. I mean, she comes across as an equal, but you don't get much of a background and her culture. Yeah, I wanted to do that because you don't, you know, when you read enough horror and you read enough science fiction, there's like a lot of recycled things. And I wanted to, like I said, I wanted to bring in things like Santa Muerte, who, um, I, you know, who's on my thing here. A lot oh. of people actually worship Santa Muerte. A lot of people worship Santa Muerte. Yeah. And um, it's huge culturally, but it's, you know, actually a mixture of like the Virgin Mary and then the Aztec Queen of the Dead. And I wrote an entire book called The Queen of the Cicadas about her. Um, and she's, you know, rules the underworld when the Mexica worshipped her. So I there's all of these different mythologies and different kind of, stories and creatures and characters 
uh, culturally. And I just, I love bringing them into the mix when it comes to horror and sci-fi um, because it's, it's something that's there and it's interesting, but hasn't been explored enough. Yeah. So um, again, like, you know, I'm really into crystals. So I, um, the Aztecs built a weapon using obsidian and obsidian's like a, a powerful crystal. Um, look, I've got this crystal here that I love that sits Ooh. on my thing. Yeah. <laughs> nice. And then I've got a clear, a clear quartz one too. But um, question is, do you recharge? Now, uh, my, my brother's ex was into her crystals and he got him some, and he, she got really annoyed if he didn't recharge them beside the windows and stuff. He had to stick them in the sunlight. <laughs> I, they're right by my window. Right. <laughs> I need to charge the ones in my bedroom. <laughs> yeah, she got really oh, annoyed but... at him. They're not being charged. And he's like, what? He's like, you need to put them by the window to make sure they're charged. Okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> but I substitute obsidian for uh, xenomorph teeth. Ah. Oh, nice. Very, very cool. Weapon making out of xenomorph teeth. Nice. Xenomorph teeth. Yeah. Oh, very... But again, it's a weapon that the Aztecs use. And I, again, I wanted to just dig into stuff that has not been seen before. Yes. You know? so, so you, you had a lot more creative freedom in a sense. Yeah. So I'll show you something else cool. There's a, there's a, um, cause I know you guys, we were talking about predator. Yeah. Um, there's a artist, her name's Maria Wolf. Well, she goes by Maria the Wolf and she's done lo- a lot for Marvel. Look at this Aztec predator. Oh, oh amazing. Wow. Yeah. That's very cool. The detail on that is fantastic. So she's done a lot of comic books and I saw her comic con San Diego and I bought that there. And I mean, she's amazing, but again, like, you know, you, you have a lot of writers from different cultures bringing in their flavor and it just makes it so cool and interesting and something different. See, that's why yeah. I, I loved in, um, in the film Predators, when you had the Yakuza facing off against the, uh, the Predator, <laughs> that scene, yeah. I was just like, awesome. So good and stuff. So good. And there's a thing they're saying, and this would be so good. So because Prey, and it's obviously Native Americans, and it, it went down really well, great character, really good sort of kind of premise. They're saying they should do the next one in feudal Japan and have him sort of drop down and have a ronin. Uh, he's basically, obviously, he's, he's lost his mask. He's a ronin, and then he's basically dealing with the predators. And I said, that's such oh, a that good idea. So good idea. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's such well, a good that- idea. They'd have to have a writer that is, you know, familiar with the culture, as in like from Japan, and can really kind of embody the culture in the, the film. History and the history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah my, my I... only complaint of Prey was that they never went all the way and had the um character speak in their native language. It yeah. was you, you it can was, have it, them do it. They, they can change. Dubbed. Oh, it's okay. dubbed. Oh. It's not it's, it's dubbed. Oh, you can have like Ch- a version where they Sue? speak in English, but there's a Cherokee, Sue, Cherokee, Cherokee. But the native language, because I'm just not going to go into that minefield. Yeah, um, I don't. I, I haven't seen it, so I have no yeah. idea. But yeah, but it, you can have it in, in English, or um, you can have it in dubbed. So they're still speaking as it's yeah, in English, yeah, yeah. but dubbed over, and they're just saying. It should have just gone all the way and just have them speak in their native language and just yeah. give the subtitles. I'll be fine with that, really. 
I so, mean, I yeah, I think what have they done that for some other? I mean, what other movies have they done that for? Something popped in my head and I can't remember. They've done it a few times. Um, I've seen that in a few films where they've yeah. Yeah, in uh, in the peripheral, um, Comanche. The, the, Comanche is a, yeah, in the peripheral, they do um, they have a scene where people people are talking in an encrypted language, and they're suddenly speaking absolute gobbledygook, and then just seeing subtitles, it's just like this is what we're seeing. I like, I prefer like I old school war movies and stuff. I I prefer the ones where they speak their own language and you just have to read subtitles and stuff like that. I hate yeah. that sort of kind of you know. When they Americanize things, or they sort of uh, they they stick in sort of people to speak in their own language, it's like yeah, just let them speak their own language, and then I'll read subtitles. It makes it a bit more authentic. Have you guys seen the Lighthouse with William Defoe? Oh no! Now no, that no. needed subtitles. He's speaking English. You can't understand a word he's saying. Yeah. Well, William Defoe's so in character, you can't <laughs> even understand. I was like, huh? What? <laughs> I was I use subtitles with everything now. I mean, I'm in my forties. My my hearing I struggle shot. sometimes with a Scottish accent. Yeah, well, I was uh, I was at a gig many years ago, and um, uh, there's a band called um, there used to be a band called Mad Man and Absolute from Glasgow, and uh, uh, people think the Northern Irish accent when they're speaking fast is bad. But this guy was talking to me after a gig. He was obviously a bit sort of kind of hyped up after the gig. And I was just like, holy shit, this guy's speaking a completely different language. I have no idea what he's saying right now because he was in pure Glaswegian. And I was just like, yeah, I don't understand. Conversely, a band called Poison the Well were playing in Manchester. And I went up and I was very excited. And I was talking to the bassist. And I was going, man, you're so good. And blah, 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 blah. And he just turned around to me and went, man, I have no idea what you just said to me. <laughs> it's just like, I'm sorry. I, I've I've learned over 21 years of living in Manchester that you have to slow things down and you have to make sure every word's pronounced and you say eight instead of it and because people don't understand what you say and you've got to sort of make sure that they understand what you're what you're saying. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god! When I was first starting out as a journalist, I interviewed the Alabama Free, um, J- uh, Jake Black and Spirit of Love. Now, Jake. Um, rest his soul now he passed away a couple of years ago um, is from Deepest Darkest Wales and he interviewed them just after their gig when they're hyped up on adrenaline alcohol and whoever knows what and I had no clue what was said in that interview <laughs> even Ot- I mean this was before Rotter so I couldn't rely on a like you know transcription software to sort it out and my wife and I were kind of going like rewind let's listen to this again no Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's not a completely regular thing. That's what he said. Hopefully. But yeah, <laughs> but yeah I, I just love stories when they kind of really immerse me in another culture that is not you know, um, Western, basically Western European. And uh, cause, I mean, th- there's a lot of, it's, it's sort of a room building up now where, um, because our, our AI is making us weird, basically, are we all becoming just generic Western European uh, educated industrialized rich democratic nations? And because of the algorithms are basically developed in um, you know, America, Europe, and not taking account of like other cultures like South America, Eastern Europe, um, Africa, and all that. 
So I like the fact when we see different cultures coming to fall in the stories and are presenting the fact that, no, this isn't Christian. This isn't Catholic. This is something completely different, but it's still relevant. Yeah, I mean, and I think a lot of people, I feel, <clears throat> and maybe just because the people I gravitate to, to towards, you know, they they are kind of awakening to other belief systems. Yeah. You know, they are awakening to different ways of 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 viewing the world, viewing the afterlife, viewing what the soul is, uh, what's out there in the universe. Um, and that's why sci-fi is so cool. And, you know, last time I checked, there probably ain't no ca- Catholics or Christians <laughs> or anything on some other planet <laughs> out there. They'll be like, you believe in what? <laughs> well, yeah, that's you yeah. Um, so you know we have this sometimes I think humans get caught up in like where the end all be all but then you you reach towards science fiction you re- reach to horror and you get into the supernatural or the occult or different beliefs and you know there's a whole other world out there and I love that I love that about science fiction um Yes, cohesive, cohesive world building. There's just so much you can do um, when you go beyond Earth and kind of human thinking and humanity and the way we've evolved. Um, it's cool to think how other places and beings would evolve. There's a um, oh, there was a series on Netflix where they they basically had the ev- i can't remember what it's called now oh, so it's basically they go through the evolution of different animals on different planets as if it was like a david Attenborough thing oh. and it's like they've got all these things because the atmosphere is like this and because this is it. It, it it it's so it's so good it was so well done and they did one where it's basically a humanoid planet where they've evolved past needing bodies and they all have these sort of kind oh. of like uh tanks where the brains and not the brains where they're sort of kind of essences and it needs that they have robots that sort of kind of need to sort of kind of deal with this and it's how they sort of get around it it was a real it was really well done really good that's really cool yeah it was really good it's, I that think sounds it's, really interesting it's on netflix i need this i'll have to try and find out what it's called and stuff but uh it's basically like a, a nature program but done with like uh, alien alien creatures and stuff, and it's yeah, really well done. Oh, yeah. I like that. Yeah. yeah. So where do you go from here? I mean, like Vasquez is out there, you know, it's doing really well. I mean, have you got another Vasquez book in the works? Can we expect something? Yeah, I mean, I um, you know, I I need to write a pitch for the second one, um, and like have that whole outline. So thinking about that, but. Um, there's so many ways, places I could take it. Yeah. Um, so definitely I'm, I'm waiting for, I don't, I typically don't read reviews, um, but I want to get a little more feedback to see what do people want to read about? What do they want to see? Because I left it where it is a standalone story, but also when you finish it, you're like, Ooh, where are they going now? What's happening now? List of foundations. Yes, exactly. So um, basically write the pitch for that. Decide what direction I want to go. 
Um, but, you know, I have a few other things coming out. So I have um, on December 6th, um, Out of Atslan, which is short, uh, short story collections, like novella length. It's really small. Um, and that's more like fantasy, horror. I just put out for Christmas a little novelette, really short, and, and a, Chris, a horror Christmas story, a, a little erotic horror Christmas story called Las Posadas. Um, but then the next big, big book is uh, The Haunting of Alejandra, which comes out in April with Del Rey. Um, and that's going to be interesting. That's going to be cool. But for aliens, yeah, just writing the pitch, really putting it together, see what people want to see more of. Um, this one will be a lot more aliens, like from the yeah. get-go, um, because we've already established that. And, you know, we've covered the backstory. We've covered the character development. Um, but I think for the second one, you'd see a lot more Waylon yutani you know, uh, politics going on, um, a little more of the xenomorphs, and um, I don't know, maybe some chaos on Earth. Oh, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. One thing I've been wanting to ask is, did you ever play the alien role-playing game? No, I have not. <laughs> Pete's oh, got all my of them. goodness. Pete's got all of them, basically. Oh, Any... Wow. Any RPG that has ever existed, Pete has got on that <laughs> shelf right back there. I'm not that bad. Yeah. I'm not that bad. Nearly that bad, but not that bad. Yeah. That is I, cool. Yeah, I don't know how you do it. I, I've, I've got enough. It's 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 enough of my life with it to start doing our Dungeons and Dragons thing every 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 week, let alone having new new mechanics to go through and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and that series is called Alien Worlds. It's on Netflix. All right. Yeah. Oh, cool. Alien Worlds. I actually wrote some pitches for um, Robert E. Howard, who did Conan. Oh, that would be very interesting. Like, he was given, yeah, I'd love to see your take on Conan because it's very kind of, you know, masculine fighting men, fighting monsters. But there's a Red Sonia. There's a Red Sonia series coming out soon, isn't there? Well, I would love to. I was a huge Red Sonia fan. I really wanted to, but they, they, someone, I, the license it's owned by its own licensor now so oh um yeah it's not part of the so, yeah no oh. and so uh, the pitches i wrote were not for conan himself they were for the female characters in the robert e howard yeah. series yeah, so yeah. some of the major ones like Belit and um valeria i think uh and a few others yeah, yeah i only know conan from robert e howard um i've yeah. never I've never really read much of his books. Well, they, I mean, they, they are in, in the Conan books, yeah. but they're the big females, like like Red Sonia. Um, okay. Oh, but unfortunately, she's not in... It's a different... Licensing. It's, chain, it's yeah. licensing, yeah. Yeah. We did a... Um, so, uh, what was it? Uh, there's, in the, the Conan films, I'm trying to find the name of the character. Um, one of the Barbarians. What? Yeah. We did a uh, when we our last Dungeons and, our last not a last Dungeons and Dragons um, series uh, would have been a couple, two or three sort of kind of this, two or three sessions ago. Um, I did a reference uh, to Conan the Barbarian, where so because basically one of my my brother's character had a basically an unrequited love who was 
killed in one of the one of the sessions uh but he didn't realize and then uh she basically has uh like this sort of he had given her his mother's sort of uh, bracelet and the bracelet necklace and it had this sort of kind of soul shard thing in it which basically when she died it absorbed a part of her sort of kind of being and she basically uh does the conan the barbarian thing so he's basically got to the point where he had this very sort of desperate thing he was about to be killed he was about to have you know i had his role for your death because you know basically are you going to say anything before you die because this naga is going to come down with a spear and kill you and stuff and he's saying his thing and he's about to do it and then of his his sort of this spirit appears and then sort of kind of blocks the uh blocks the spear and says are you going to live forever and then let, lets him run off you know like in conan the barbarian i was like yeah come on that's it <laughs> <laughs> so i took that well, i stole that from conan the barbarian but yeah what, uh... my six have a teenager son <laughs> <laughs> Uh, how, like, uh, what did you think of the new Conan film from tw- 2016? Was 20, just, just 2011. Was that with Jason 20, Momoa? Yeah. I mean, it was all right. I, 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 I have a soft spot for the old stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The I'm sorry. I just love the old stuff. Um, I know it's kind of like you know when they redid it. I mean, Tim Curry as Pennywise. I yeah. Just, yeah. just cannot. Skarsgård's a pretty good Pennywise, to be fair. I think he, he okay, does. he is. But then, like the CGI, I just I like the old, like the grease paint. But your boot, hey Georgie. I just think. I just, but I just don't like any. I like the old stuff because that's what I would see on the street, and that scares me more. Yeah, that's bad. Because it's so realistic. I just it scares me more. Well, because the practical effects, like no, it was re- like genuine and real, and you know, there's somebody was doing that. It's not just like somebody editing a you know image exactly. on exactly, and video. it just looked so like. I mean, we all know it's like a computer generated image. It's not as scary. Yeah. To me, I don't know. Um, it's kind of like the old Exorcist, like just yeah, it looks oh, bad, yeah. but it's still. Yeah, to be honest, when I was younger, it scared the shit. I used to have nightmares about that that film and stuff because it was so scary. But now you go back and you watch it and you think, okay, that's a bit tame now. You, you sort of kind of go, compared to stuff yeah, you get now. but when you watch it, yeah. you know, and like when you see, I guess, possession stuff now, the only one that really scared me and it, only the first time I saw it was The Conjuring. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> One the yeah. one that freaked me the one that freaked me out the most um, out of sort of kind of the newer ones was Paranormal Activity and it was just simply the bit yes. where she gets where she gets trailed out of bed and I was like nope I'm out <laughs> I'm done yeah Paranormal Activity is crazy yeah it's scary yeah. Uh, uh, Japan's Ring was oh yes the first one that was really well done that, that really was. got them scared and also a video game called um, Fatal Frame. I'm not sure I've played that. Uh, it's, P- it's PlayStation 1, almost known as Project Zero on the Xbox, uh, where okay. basically you don't actually have any weapons. You're just walking around with a mystical camera and Gus just lunge towards you. Up the, that like, is, the there's a Peter, oh, not Peter, there's a Stephen uh, King book, or there's a, there's a story in one of those books, I can't remember, is it is it uh, Nightmares and Dreamscapes, where basically there's somebody with a camera and every time they take a picture, the dog in the picture gets closer to the gets closer to the camera until it comes out of the camera yeah. 
Um, but yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure that's it. Unless I've <laughs> completely made that up. I'm sure there's a Stephen King short story about that. Mm. Yeah, but that uh, it's like the fatal fingers were just really got under my skin because, and it was just like, nope. I, I, I said, no, I'm just gonna relax. I'm gonna play it. I'm gonna. And then it'd be like ten minutes. I'd be hunched over, going, I am breaking myself completely. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sort of more. I don't, I don't really like sort of gory stuff because I've got. To, I'm a bit, I'm a bit squeamish when it comes What's to blood, the blood and things like that. But I like the psychological things. Um, I loved um Blair Witch Project. I thought the first one was so. Oh it was really God. good. And at the end, just like yeah, standing in the corner, yeah. you're like, oh. I, I, I freaked out. And I, I live like, I'm, I'm not. I, you know, I, I'm not. I don't believe overly believe in sort of kind of the, the sort of thing. Um, I'm unfortunately a boring atheist and stuff, so I have sort of you know these things. But I, when I was younger, I was very very into this sort of thing, and I remember going to watch it, and I remember uh, coming back, and my car uh, got a flat tire outside this sort of kind of old what used to be a courthouse in Northern Ireland in the middle of nowhere, and they oh used to hang God. they used to hang people from it and stuff. And uh, I got flat tire there. I just watched the Blair Witch Project. I've never changed a tire so fast in my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like I am not staying here. It was horrible. I was just like, oh man, oh uh, yeah. So yeah, that was that was uh, freaked okay, me out. But perfect. the bit, the bit where he's standing in the corner at the end, it was just like that is wow, so frightening. Yeah, like, not oh not knowing, God. not knowing stuff like that still freaks me out now. Like if it's it's the not knowing and that yeah. sort of kind of what's going on. That's the unknown is what freaks me out. When you see a monster and when you see sort of it's like Jeepers Creepers. Jeepers Creepers was freaky until he turned into the monster, and then you kind of went, uh it's a monster. Okay, uh, yeah, it, it looks like yeah, big fish. Yeah, he's, he's a monster now. So it's it's like, but it's sort of you know when it's something you don't know and psychological and stuff. It's sort of it's really freaky yeah. like there's a um there's a film called ghost stories with um what's his name he plays bilbo baggins and in the in the hobbit films and he was in the oh, office oh yes i think um, I've, I've heard of that yeah it's like it's basically about a skeptic who goes in and he's got it there's a lot more to it because it's 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 the guy who does darren brown's stage shows and he also does uh he's the fourth league of gentlemen member because he doesn't do he does the writing of it he doesn't star in the in the series and stuff but um he's basically a skeptic and he goes and he interviews these three people who've had paranormal um i think i've seen that a long time ago and it's it's so good but the thing is it's got a really good twist to the end it it, it ties it all it's one of those ones like if you've ever seen a film called the babadook it's australian um, yes it's like it's kind of like the babadook yeah so it's basically got the at the end there's a there's a sort of moral to it sort of like you know about sort of dealing with um despair and uh and stuff like that so it's like you know and that's what the whole thing's about so it's a similar sort of king that so you've got these three stories and then it all links together from the end mm. and stuff but it's there it, it's some really really freaky stuff in that in that film because it's just like it's completely all playing with your mind so good oh. so good <laughs> yeah I love horror. Yeah, I, I, I could like the psych, the psychological stuff, the, the, like things like uh, you know where it's just gore, just don't do, doesn't do much. Yeah. For me. yeah, I get the jump scare, but I'm just like freak out. Event Horizon, now Event Horizon, that was that was a film that gave me absolute nightmares that for so an, long. Ab- and Sam Neill is yeah. just yeah. like he's amazing. But yeah, Event Horizon is one of those films that just again a sci-fi horror that you're like. 
Yeah. It's just awesome. Yeah. yeah. It's just so cool. Yeah. Um, I really wish they'd kept like the original the cuts in a safe, you know, in a better con- you know, condition because they found them in an old salt mine and all the, the original print had just completely corroded, so they couldn't restore it to the director's cut. I would totally write a, a Event Horizon book. Sans I'm down. They, they say it's I would on the... I would take them to hell, man. Oh, I would oh. be like There'd be some hooves. <laughs> There'd be the devil. Well, they say it's based on the uh, the Warhammer 40k universe. They say so the whole sort of kind of inter sort of warp travel and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Right. Okay. Well, um, before we before we finish, um, first up, um, what we usually do at the end of our podcast is we have a bit of a pop quiz type thing. So what we do is you have to oh, we we will all sort of name a um think of a character from a franchise mm-hmm. and it has to be something geeky that we're probably going to under know and stuff it can't be something too obscure peter that we don't pete goes really obscure comic book characters and stuff oh, that gosh. nobody knows but you're just like you know so basically you need to choose a franchise so it could be anything it could be sci-fi it could be uh you know something uh, sci-fi horror anything that you know maybe we would we might be able to guess guess um and then you think of a character, we've got 60 seconds to try and guess who that character is. So um, you can have a think about it. Pete will, ex- Pete will go first. So will I? Oh, yes, okay. You will, will go first because um, you'll go first. Okay. Oh, God. So you, okay, you, know, so you understand what it is. Let me get a stopwatch out. Okay. Um, okay. So... Right, okie dokie. So, Pete, what what are we going for? Okay, we're going with Blade Runner. Blade Runner, ooh, interesting. Okay, Blade Runner. Right, so so what you do is we go Blade Runner 60 seconds, and then we've got to ask him questions, and he can say yes or no, and you can sort of ask things. So we'll go from there, and we've got uh, 60 seconds to do it. So, Blade Runner, 60 seconds, go. Uh, is he a replicant, or their replicant? No. Uh, is he a creator? Huh? Is he creator? A creator. Does he yes. create? Oh, is it? Um... I can't remember his name. The guy ah! who makes them all. Oh, what's his name? Oh my He's god! So cool with the glasses. No. Um, well, he does wear glasses. He's almost like a toy maker, almost. Not. He's not a toy maker. Oh, so it's not he that guy. Um, okay, uh, uh, I know who you're talking about. Edward almost is character. No, he's, he's a, isn't no, he, he like... He, 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 he's LAPD. Um, so what's the guy? Look, where's my eye? Oh, am I cheating looking at my eye? Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't even see the app. Uh, oh, God. Um, uh, I know who you're talking about. I can't picture. I, there's no point in me asking questions because I know who I it know is. I know the guy because he's like tinkering with them, and he's like quite small, and he's in this big cavernous apartment, right, by himself for this mansion. What's his name? Ah, oh, no. Um. All right, Pete, give us a clue because we don't usually do clues, but you're going. I don't know his name. Um, a clue. He is in the pyramid. I can see him. I can see him. I know. I'm. I'm on IMDb because I just. I can't remember his name. <laughs> <laughs> Do 
Teeter cheater, pumpkin eater. Uh, <clears throat> Tyrell. Bingo. Yeah, uh, there we go. <laughs> we'll take that as a win. We'll take the we'll take the win for that one, Pete. <laughs> That's it. I could see him straight away. I love that character because he's just so like a kid, but he's you know old, and he's like, yeah, it's almost like he's created this like toy box. Yeah, yeah. I just... love that. It's so kind of. Okay, Violet. Your your turn. So you're gonna name. It could be any sort of franchise you want. It could be Marvel, mm-hmm. Star Wars, anything. Sort of whatever your sort of nerdy sort of background is. Pursuits, Pursuits are just, uh, something we'll know, potentially oh, know. Okay. Them. Okay. Blade. 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 Ooh, interesting. Okay. okay. Now, Pete, you're be our being our resident vampire expert. Should be on this on it like a okay. carb on it. Okay. So Blade. 60 seconds go vampire yes original film yes okay um are they in any are they in any of the other blade films no male or female i don't know actually quite androgynous hmm oh are the archivist? Yes. Um, <laughs> you know it's one. Yes. Um, the, I, don't, I don't know. The archivist gets roasted with a UV lamp. Yeah, that one. Yes. Sorry. Oh, now we're all cheating. Now we're all going to IMDb. <laughs> <laughs> This 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 pop quiz is a sham. <laughs> this pop quiz is a sham. I'm walking because I've my thing is a pearl. Bit yes, pearl. That's right. Oh, very good. Very I love good. Blade. Blade yeah, to me. It's such a fantastic. It'll be interesting to see what they do with the new one. See what they do I with the new really one. I really hope they keep the same style of the original yeah. Blade trilogy. Because I'd be disappointed if they didn't. Yeah. Okay, what am I going to go for? Now, I would do Aliens, but there's a very limited amount of characters. I'm not going to be able to catch you on any of those and stuff because you're going to name... You're just going to go, are they a Marine? Yes. <laughs> are they? And then just go through the name of the Marines and then you're going to get them and stuff. So I'm not going to go for Aliens because it's a bit too easy. Um, I am going to go for... Who am I going to go for? I am going to go for what other what other sort of kind of things are you into sci-fi wise and stuff franchises are you into? Predator. I like them all. I'm a geek. I'm a nerd. Like I love Predator. I like I said. I love. All right, I'll go for. Pred- I do watch Star Wars. I am a Star Wars fan. Um, right, I'll go I for. Like- Pre- I'll go for Predator. Okay. Okay. We'll go for Predator. Um, let me just check something i'm going to be vague about the uh, so bear one minute um uh oh no 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 that might be a bit too obvious Ooh, <laughs> interesting very much oh, oh it's gonna be all right it's gonna be um gonna be oh no can't, what is it gonna be <laughs> Right. I, okay. I think okay. you're like battling yourself. No, no. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. Okay. He's doing his own in his own mind. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. It's probably easy, but we'll go for it anyway. Go for it anyway. Um. Um. 
Predator. Predator Films. 60 Seconds. Go. LAPD? No. Okay. Are they human? They are human. Okay. Are they in the original Predator film? Yes. Okay. Are they one of the Marines? The soldiers? Okay. Anna. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Very well. You know who I thought at first when you said the Predator films and you were like, hmm, I thought you were going to do the, um, you know, the uh, the voodoo chieftain in the second one. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool oh, he's so good. He's so good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But no. Um, yeah, I, I was I was going to go. I was going to go Predator, uh, Predator 2 because it's an over it's an underrated film. I love Predator 2. I think stuff. so, too. Yeah. I do, too. I think it. And like Bill Paxton is like in every. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. He used to be the only actor who'd been killed by an alien, a predator and a Terminator until. um <laughs> I think Alien vs. Predator came out, then Lance Hendrickson had been killed by all of them. But yeah, Anna, yeah, holiday. Brilliant. Okay, well, it's been super interesting. Um, yes, uh, thank I you so much. I will, I will get an audio copy of, of your book and uh, oh, give, it a, you. give it a listen because I'm, I'm very thank interested. So I think that's going to be thank great. Thank you. Uh, is there anywhere specific people can get it other than sort of Audible and things like that? Yeah, I mean, it's available everywhere. Um, you know, you can just get it anywhere, pretty much. Um, hardback only, though. There, it's only, uh, There's no paperback available yet. It's a hardback, Kindle, or audio. Uh, so that is out now. And uh, Las Posadas is just like a little novelette, very short. That's just ebook. Uh, out of Atzlan. December 6th, that's a short story collection. Mestiza Blood is out now. That's all Mexican folklore, like proper horror, like horror, horror, goddess of filth, horror, novella, possession, the craft. And the Queen of Cicadas, which is like a hate crime mixed with Aztec folk mythology and Death by cockroach, death by snake bite. Nice. (laughs) Awesome. Very nice. Very nice. Cool. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much for spending some time with me. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. It was really fun. Yeah. Uh, More than welcome to come back on whenever you want. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And if you're ever in Manchester, let us know. And, uh, Definitely. Yeah, I yeah. need to make it up north. Yeah, up Definitely. north. Definitely. Yeah, north of the wall. <laughs> cool. All right. For me, I've been Matt Gary. With me tonight has been Peter Ray Allison. Good night, everyone. And our special guest, Violet Castro. Bye. Thank you.